0: Block Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, this is your host, Dr. E. E.J. McKenzie, with the Master Cave. On this Monday evening, 6 p.m., pray that all is well. We know it is all is well because, uh, as He is in this world, so are we. So, therefore, you must be well. Well, not really. It's up to you to accept the truth about yourself or to believe the lie. And that's one of the things that Satan has mastered uh, with us, the body of Christ, is to get us to believe the lie instead of believing the truth. We believe lies concerning ourselves, and that's the thing more than anything that he marvel over is getting the church, the Christians, uh, to believe everything but what the Word of God says about you. So therefore we get frustrated and aggravated because we're experiencing one thing and, and the Word of God says another thing. Scripture tells us, let God be true and every man a lie. For God to be true, that means uh, his word must be true. You cannot separate God and his word. Um, I mean, he is his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word uh, uh, is God. So therefore, what do the word of God says about you? What has God uh, is in his word articulated concerning you? Concerning your spouse, concerning your children, concerning your destiny, concerning your purpose. One of the things that God uh, has really been dealing with me about as of late is the revelation of uh, who I am and who the body of Christ is. Who are we? Who are we? We did a message years ago uh, called uh, uh, the subject was Change Your Image and You Would Change Your Performance. One of the things uh, that Satan is a master at, ladies and gentlemen, is to get you to focus on the image that was created in you from a child. And many times what has happened as parents, we don't realize the devastation. When I begin to look over my childhood life and look at my siblings and, and uh, uh, look at more, especially my, my uh, uh, sister's. All of them as grown children, all of them have grandchildren, and uh, uh, and still challenged from the devastation of the negativism that was uh, uh, spoken to them in creating such a negative image uh, concerning themselves. That is how Satan operates. So, and and what parents don't understand, and myself. I'm including E.J. McKenzie uh, Do not understand That the devastation many times uh, It really becomes a stronghold It really uh, uh, They have accepted it They believed it The lie But the parents don't know they're speaking a lie And so the parents speak out of frustration Many times the parents are speaking out of aggravation And uh, they don't realize uh, the de- great devastation That has been caused And the image that they're building On the inside of their children And I mentioned We we uh, shared years ago Called change your image your Change performance, Your performance I made a statement You can never perform beyond the image That you have of yourself And that's true with anybody You can never perform Beyond the image That you have of you Now what people do, we lie to ourselves. The average we but the average person they lie to themselves. But they don't know they lie to themselves. If you ask your question, do you really uh see yourself as a great person, a wonderful person, uh uh, they gonna say words of faith. They're gonna say things because they've been conditioned in church to say things. But deep down on the inside they really don't believe what they're saying. So if I say what I really believe, then I'll probably get corrected for speaking negative. Well, nobody can really help you. God can't help you because you really don't believe it. You're just saying some things. You're saying what you heard in church. You're saying what you heard preached. You're saying what you have heard other preachers have said and other Christians confess. But you know that the image that you have on the inside of you, even though you are born again, but even by being born again, the image has not changed. For the majority of people, the image have not changed. And that's why there's such a great struggle in the body of Christ, in, in the church prevailing, in the church exercising the dominion, the authority, and the power that has been invested in us through Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and enthronement. He is a master. And uh, ever since I came back from uh, from uh, a couple of weeks ago in the meeting, came back from this meeting in Rhode Island, uh, of God, I have an encounter with the Lord. And from that encounter, uh, God really began to help me see some things, that I didn't know, but experience some things. That's more of an accurate word. I began to experience some things. And God has allowed me to look at the body of Christ and the condition that we're in. I'm looking at uh uh, my household i'm looking at panorama I'm looking at my spiritual sons and daughters that pass all the churches and and other past in relationship with I'm I'm looking at some things. It seems like we we're going around in circles and circles and circles, so we start doing spiritual uh, things uh, in order to make us feel better. If I just pray, I would be better if I just get into word, I would be better if I go to church, I would be better if I sing songs of praise and worship, I would be better if i uh uh, join an auxiliary in the church I will be better And you've been doing all these things all your life And it still have not made you better you Know why? Because your image concerning yourself have not changed So you're doing all this stuff uh, But you don't know that is the issue The image that has been painted uh, Or developed on the inside of you If it wasn't from your parents uh, From your classmates in school Or uh, from your boyfriend or girlfriend When you was younger It could have been your siblings. It could have been your uncles and your aunts. How they begin to speak uh, 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 corruption on the inside of you, distortion on the inside of you. When I used the word corruption, I shouldn't have used the word corruption, but a distorted image to help build a distorted image on the inside of you. Uh, I mean, when we was growing up, negativism was common. It was common ground when I was growing up, common ground. You're no good. You lazy so-and-so. You this and you that. I mean, it was normal. I mean, we got cursed at almost every day. If not every day, almost every day. Profanity was normal coming out of my mother's mouth, coming out of my father's mouth. My mother, from frustration, because she got beat up every weekend, my father, he was drunk, so he, he he's he's under the influence of spirits demon spirits so all of this this negativism being released and i'm looking at uh once again my my siblings my 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 younger brother my older uh, my older brother passed and my uh, brother under, next to my younger brother uh he passed and and i'm just looking at this great devastation and uh, uh nothing nothing one bad relationship after another bad relationship after another bad relationship after another bad relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, let me share this with you and you need to understand this. You need to believe this. If you and I do not allow the Holy Spirit to develop the image of God on the inside of us, you're gonna to continue to be frustrated and aggravated. Some has already bite slitten. And don't even know they bite slidden Some has already left the church. Because they've been trying to live this thing. They've been trying to be a good Christian. They hear all these awesome, powerful sermons, and and, and, and they strive to be that. And they come in short. They fast and pray to become. Uh, they get in the word to become. Uh, they do all of these spiritual gymnastics. they go from conference to, conference to conference to conference to conference. Then you say, "Well, let me get on the prayer team, then you become an intercessor and you're praying and, pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and war and war war and battling, battling, battling. And, and you're still frustrated and you're still aggravated because you could never gain ground and you're even get the word, and you're students in the word, you love the word, you see what the word of the Lord God is saying, but you could never perform beyond the image that you have of yourself. And what happens when you have a negative image or a distorted image uh, concerning yourself, you're going to distort other people's images. You're going to distort your wife's image or your uh, husband's image or your children's image and your grandchildren's image. And how would you know that? Because all you've got to do is listen to the words that come out of your mouth under pressure. It's a revelation of what image you really have of yourself. It is a revelation of what image you have of yourself. You was made, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of royalty. You was made a royalty. You was made uh, special. You are valuable, and see. Even if you start saying that, we got a confession that we 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 put together, having the people get, I guarantee you the majority of people that's using this confession, when they first start making this confession, they probably felt weird on the inside. They probably felt weird. I am a light-giving uh, uh, spirit. I am a love-giving spirit. I am a joy-giving spirit. I never heard the word, I love you, when I was growing up. I never heard it. From my from my my parents and my siblings, we never said we loved each other at all. Now think about it. How could you give somebody something that you never received? You can't. So if I never received love, I couldn't give love. If love never was expressed in my mother' mentality, and still to this day, this is her mentality. You know I love y'all. I provided food for y'all. You know I love you. I kept a roof over y'all's head. Now, granted, she did do that, seven children, based about herself. Every once in a while, my daddy would step up to the plate and, 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 and give us some money before he drank it all or, or gambled it all up. Now, she did do that. But you want to know why she believed that was love? Because that's what was expressed to her. I a place to a, a stay and food to eat, which they really struggled when it was growing up. From my understanding from her sister that there was days that they went hungry and and her only sister really had to take take care of them because even her mother was sort of like my father from my understanding my grandmother she was in and out there was time she wouldn't even come home. That's the story I got. I don't know I but that's what I heard and so so by her providing food. And providing clothing, uh, the best that she did, that was her way of expressing love. And 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 you can't, and I don't fault her for that, because she could not give out what she didn't receive. And 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 what she in and, and and what she did to her daughters is what was done to her. My oldest sister had an issue with my mother. My mother had an issue with my with her mother. And today she can't see it. She's blinded to it. So my mother had this distorted image. My daddy had to have a distorted image of himself, a negative image, because he was made in the image in the likeness of God, just like my mother. She was made in the image of the likeness of God, but she never discovered it, and he never discovered it. So they raised children up out of a distorted image, and so therefore our image had to be distorted. When we was growing up. I one thing I should I probably should have didn't I was I had one of uh uh my son's minister on, on uh last Wednesday. I was in a meeting last Wednesday and I heard he did an excellent job in, in some of the principles he was bringing out some of the things I'm talking about now, uh the image that was developed in him and uh the the kind of lifestyle he ended up growing uh, uh exhibiting in life was a result of the negative image that was uh developed on the inside of him. I probably should have had him on 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 um Lying, think about it. Uh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow if he's in town. He travels a lot. And uh, maybe we can have dialogue in, um, uh, concerning uh, the message. I haven't even heard the message yet, but I heard it was an excellent message. Because God wants to heal us. God wants to heal his people. He wants to heal his people. And think about it. If you and I, is made to, if we are made in the image, we are made in the likeness of God, and if I'm displaying anything less than that, it is a revelation that I'm still struggling with a distorted image. Is God, uh, do God have an issue with anybody? Do God have unforgiveness in the heart? Absolutely not. If a person is struggling with unforgiveness, it's a, it's a revelation that their image is distorted. Their image is distorted. Because to walk in unforgiveness, there's there's always a level of measure Of uh, selfishness there If God was selfish None of us would be alive None of us would be alive So therefore that's that's not a healthy image And usually once again That comes from uh, Something that has been developed In them Or belief system that has been established On the inside of them uh, Of how people should treat them And what love is And what love is not Another one of our members did an extra message uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, last week, uh, last Sunday. Uh, 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 not last, Sunday before last. Sunday before last on love. On love. And it was a very, very good message on, on love. And and But many of us don't know what love is. Many of us think love is something uh, uh, going your way, never experiencing any heart pain, any hardship, no pain, and uh, nothing negative. And and we love out of our feelings, and we love out of our emotions. That is not love. Love is an attribute and a characteristic of God. The Bible didn't say God have love. The Bible said God is love. And if you and I are made in the image and the likeness of God, then you and I are made in the image and the likeness of love. But do you have a love image? Of yourself? Do you have a love image yourself? How many of you struggle with loving people? By forgiving people. How many struggle with forgiving people? See, this has to be a reality to us. Now, the scripture clearly tells us in Matthew the first and the great commandment is what? To love the Lord thy God with what? All thine heart. And lean not to that, no, wait a I'm, I'm quoting Proverbs here. To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. Then my question would be to you, my friend. Do you love yourself? I want you to take an honest assessment of yourself right now. Do you really like you? Trust me, the majority of Christians don't like themselves. The majority of Christians have a self-hatred of themselves. Why do you think the majority of people have a self-hatred Christians? Uh, and not only Christians, humanity, period, have such a self-hatred for themselves because they are bought into a lie. They are bought into a lie. And the lie is, you are no good. You will never amount to anything. And so what do we do, ladies and gentlemen? All the parents hear me, and, and and I begin to look at this thing. So what we do, we create systems to keep our children in bondage. Because the system that we created to keep them in bondage is the system that we live in right now, keeping ourselves in bondage. So say, what do you mean by that? a system of bondage? Anytime you are striving to do better, to get better, and you get rewarded based on your accomplishments. This is how this world operates. So you get rewarded based on your accomplishments. So therefore, what do you do? You create the same system in your home with your children. Probably that's what happened with you. When you an a home, and they celebrated you. Or, if your brother or your sister brother a home, made the honor roll. They celebrated them. You got a C in the subject. You got a D in the subject, and maybe even an F in the subject. You wasn't celebrated. You wasn't celebrated. Now the Bible said God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. The Bible said Jesus died for the sin of the world. The Bible said it was God in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. That's the prostitute. That's every human being in the world, in this creative realm. God so loved the prostitute, he gave his only begotten son. You want to know why God loved the prostitute? Because God did not create the prostitute in the image and the likeness of a prostitute. He created the the person that is prostituting. He made them in his image and his likeness. The rapist. He died for the rapist. Why? Because the person that is going around raping people, that is not the man that God made in his image or in his likeness. The robber. God died for the sin of the robber. Because the robber is, was not made in the image and the likeness of a robber. The reason the robber is robbing, he has a distorted image of himself. He has absolutely no clue who he is. The prostitute, great woman of God, great man of God. But they're prostituting. They're selling their bodies. Why? They have a distorted image of themselves. And so, therefore, they're walking and operating in the image that has been developed in them from somebody else or themselves. They could have developed an image through watching television, reading a book, magazine. Are you hearing me? Because pornography is really introduced at a very young age. The first time I saw uh, uh, something pornographic, I was at, I don't think I was either in elementary school or junior high school, but I was at the park. And a group, a, a, a group of men, young men, uh, they weren't older men, uh, uh, they were older than me- myself, but they was got around on the bench at the park and they was looking at a Playboy magazine. Never saw a Playboy magazine before. And I, and they was laughing and talking about the case. I just went over there to see what they were laughing and about talking about. And now we see and then I was exposed to a form of pornography. I didn't say hang around. Probably was too embarrassed as a, as a young kid. And hang around. But nevertheless, I was exposed to the younger and that was <laughs> I'm over 50 years old, so you can imagine what it is like today. Stuff like that, what it does. It distorts your image. But that is the norm. So we go with the norm. So when your image is distorted, then you're going to perform according to the degree of the distortion of your image. If your image is distorted uh, uh, 50%, uh, uh, then you're going to perform 50% out of a distorted image. If your image is distorted uh, 15%, you're going to perform 15% out of a distorted image. You was made in God's class. I'm going to say it again. You was made in God's class. You said, but preacher, I don't feel like I'm made in God's class. I didn't say anything about it. you was made, in, uh, made to feel to be in God's class. You were made in God's class. And you want to know the most powerful thing about this? What well, I think probably uh, hit me more than anything, even though I knew this, but I think it just the light bulb came on, that there is absolutely no difference than the sinner and the Christian. Just the sinner received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. But G- God made the sinner in his image and his likeness just like he made the Christian in his Im- image and his likeness. The Christian has an opportunity to grow in their image of God. The unbeliever don't. It's our job to help them to see their value and their worth, even as you and I accept our value and we accept our worth. And the problem is because we don't feel like we are valuable. We don't feel like we're worth anything. Because of the failures, all the mistakes, all of the errors that we have experienced. So, because of that, all the mistakes, all the errors that we experience, it's kind of hard to shake it. Because the majority of human beings is dominated by how they feel, and their feelings is more real to them than the reality of them. They really made an image in the likeness of God. But they're not controlled by the image. they're controlled by their feelings and their emotion. So how are we going to help change society if the church itself is struggling with their, her, her own image? It's going to be difficult. We're going to continue to preach good messages and, the, and, and what I'm saying, sharing with you, the majority of preachers, apostles, prophets. Evangelist, pastor, and teacher struggle with their own image. Great preachers get on that pulpit, they're a shining star. When they get out the pulpit and anointing lift, you'll be shocked and surprised, and we shouldn't be, of some of the things that takes place. And that's the real them. Because now they're operating out of a distorted image. And it's sort of like we help set the congregation up for a fall. Because we're telling them all the wonderful things and the right things, but we don't believe it. If we did, we would be walking in it. We'll be walking in it. Are you getting this today? And and I'm gonna keep hitting this by the grace of God the Lord permit me. I'm gonna keep hitting this and hitting this and hitting this until change actually take place. You that until you really begin to believe your value and your worth. And think about it. I made the statement uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. You always determine the value of a thing by what you're willing to pay for the thing. You always determine the value of a thing by what you're willing to pay for a thing. You may go into a a neighborhood. You really like the house. The person don't want to sell the house. All of the houses in that community is priced at $150,000. The person don't want to sell, and you keep going with the offer until they can't Resist the offer It's only worth $150,000 But you say I give you half a million dollars for it The person says Okay you can have the house The moment you pay $500,000 for it The value of every other house Goes up based on what you paid for that one house Now the house was not worth $500,000 But you like the house You value that house So you was willing to pay extra for the house because you valued that house. You liked that house. That's exactly what God did for us. We wasn't worth a quarter after we sinned. The only thing we was worth is death. But what God says, uh, I'm going to give and pay the most expensive thing that I have. I'm going to pay... Give my son, the price of my son for you. I'm going to give the price of the one that created you, created the heavens, the earth, the world, and all that dwells therein. The Bible says uh, that all things was made by Christ and for Christ. And there's nothing that was made that was not made by him. John says that. And Colossians says uh, And because uh, all things consist because of him. Thank you. All things consist because of him. So God says, I'm going to offer up the most valuable treasure that I have, the most expensive commodity that I have. I'm going to offer up my son to buy you back. To redeem you. And you mean to tell me you don't think that you are valuable when God gave up everything to buy you back? He gave up the creator to purchase you? And are we going to continue to believe the lie, ladies and gentlemen? Are we going to continue to believe the lie that we are not valuable? Are we going to continue to believe the lie that you and I are not royal? When he purchased you and I, he made you and I an heir of God and a joint heir with his son. You are not special. You are not valuable. Tonight, let the strongholds be eradicated and annihilated. Let the scales be removed from your eyes tonight. Let the veil be lifted from your heart tonight. Repent and say, God, forgive me. For demeaning myself, forgive me for self-hatred. Ask God to have mercy upon you, and ask God to forgive you, and ask God to give you the grace to begin to see yourself the way He sees you—one of a kind. Nobody else has your fingerprints. Nobody else in this world. Nobody. One of a kind. And why would you compare yourself with somebody else? Once again, a distorted image. You don't like yourself, so you want to be like somebody else. Not realizing and understanding that God did not create you to be like anyone else. He created you in his image and his likeness. One of a kind. When God allowed your mother to conceive you, God allowed that to happen because he knew how valuable he had already created you. And he wanted you to come into the earth to display a dimension of God that nobody else in the world can display. No other human being can display the dimension of God that you house, that you are. So here we don't have, we got over seven, I think at this time, seven billion uh, human beings on the face of the earth, and every human being on the face of the earth carries a dimension of God. That nobody else carried Isn't that awesome You say well preacher What about the poor people What about this person Listen there's nobody on the face of this earth Have to be poor A country that is poor Usually is a result of a distorted image Of the leader of the country Abuse and misuse And so they enslaved the people And they abuse them and misuse them. They live in an opulent situation while the people live in such an unhumane situation. That is because the leader's mentality is distorted. And then he impresses that upon the people. So the people don't see themselves valuable, the people don't see themselves worth anything. Are you getting this? When David became king, ladies and gentlemen, David lifted the standard of the people. Why? Because David had an image of God on the inside of him. That's what made David special. That's what made him a mighty man of war. That's why David never lost any battles, because God was a reality to him, and the image of God was developed on the inside of him. He had the image of mercy, the God of mercy on the inside of him. He yeah. had the image of the God of authority and power on the inside of him. He had the image of God on the inside of him as a shield and a buckle and a high tower and a stronghold, as his salvation, as his deliverer. See, he had this image. You listen to his songs that he wrote, let you know what kind of image that David had of God on the inside of him. God is my light. The image of God as light was on the inside of David. Whom shall I fear? He is the strength of my life. Strength of my life. He had the image of God as strength. He lived in dependency upon God. And God became that to him. And the image of God was formulated on the inside of him. God was merciful. All through David's psalms, he's talking about this mercy for God. He's talking about the God of salvation. Salvation belongs unto the Lord. He talks about redemption. God is our redeemer. So this is the image of God on the inside of David. That is why David was very successful. He was very successful. He still considered the greatest king, Jesus. God chose His Son to come through the lineage of David. No other king, David. Do you not understand that you are greater than David? The Bible talks about John the Baptist. He, uh, there's nobody greater than John the B- born of women greater than John, but He that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. When we're having challenges even in our marriages, it's because somebody in the marriage have a distorted image. A distorted image. When you're struggling with finances, distorted image. Think about, do a king, think about it. Does a king have problems with money? No. He owns the whole kingdom. So, he's not going to have an issue with money. He ain't even be thinking about money. He don't even know how much he's in the treasury. He owns everything. So, when you're struggling with finances and you're not a giver, it's a revelation of a distorted image of yourself. When you own everything, God said that through Paul in the word in Corinthians. He said all things is yours He began to name some things The world, this person, this person He said all things is yours Do you not understand all things is ours? You are a son and daughter Of the most High God Made an image and the likeness of God You are heir of God And a joint heir with Jesus, heir of God Then what is your inheritance from God? Everything he created He created everything the earth is the Lord. You are heir of the earth and the fullness thereof. You are heir of the fullness of, thereof. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, saith the Lord. You are heir of the silver. You are heir of the gold. The cattle of a thousand hills. You are heir of the cattle on a thousand hills. If you want a cow, begin to speak, decree, and declare, and command cow to come to you. You are heir of a cow. All of creation. God has placed it upon the our hand. On our hands, delivered into our hand. He has delivered it all into our hands. It all belongs to you. But this is where walking by faith and not by sight coming in. This is where calling those things which be not as though they were, because it belongs to you. A king does not go to his pantry and see how much food he have in there. The king, don't. he just said, fix me this, get me this. If it's not in there, they're not going to come to the king and say, it's not in there. They're going to go get it and get the king what he wants. The creative realm of God is designed to obey us. The creative realm of God is designed to obey us. But when we have a distorted image, we are obeying the creation instead of the creation obeying us. Begin to speak, decree, and declare a divine increase in every area of your life. And if you really believe, it will start happening to you. It will start happening. It will start happening because it is designed to obey you. How is it going to obey you? All you got to do is speak it. How did God create everything? He spoke it. If God spoke it and it came into existence, that means it has the ability to hear and obey. God is the one that created the heavens and the earth, the world and all that dwells therein. So everything he created must have ears to hear, because it obeyed it heard and it obeyed. It became. Whatever he wanted it to become, it became. And now realize and understand, ladies and gentlemen, because you're made in the image and likeness of God, you have already became too, what you have spoken. But the problem is you're speaking out of a distorted image. And you're speaking the wrong thing. You're speaking the wrong thing. God loves you affectionately. He cares about every aspect of your life. He cares about you. He cares about your spouse. He cares about your children. He cares about Everything. You begin to speak that, but believe it. But believe it. Believe it and leave it alone. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be, uh, shall be opened unto you. For everyone that ask, asketh receiveth. That's what the Bible says. Everyone that asketh receiveth. Everyone that asketh receiveth. Everyone that asketh receiveth. Are you getting this? Everyone that asketh receiveth. Then we go to this this famous scripture that every faith teacher that ever taught on faith, every preacher that ever taught on faith used the scripture one time or another. The scripture says in Mark 11:23. If you will say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and doubt not in your heart, you shall have what you say. If you doubt not in your heart, you you shall have what you say. You shall have what you say. You shall have what you say. And you know what the problem is? You're saying what you have. I'm broke. You shall have what you say. You're saying I'm broke because you're looking at your account. You're saying all of these negative things about you because you're saying uh, you're speaking from the realm of the of, of the objective. You're the one solidifying that, not God. Show me in the Bible, show me anywhere in the Bible, uh in in the epistles, after the day of Pentecost. Show me anywhere in the Bible the Lord said anything contrary to heaven about you. Matter of fact, from Genesis Revelation, that he spoke contrary about you. Not not, not that you spoke contrary about yourself, not speaking what you have done, things you have done contrary to your image. I'm not talking about that. All through the word of the Lord, God talked about how much he loved you. How much he loved you. How much he's, he's willing to forgive you. And what does the scripture tells us? God is a covenant keeping God that keepeth covenant throughout a thousand generations. What he said, even when you mess up, when you break the covenant with me, I love you so much I will not break covenant with you. When you stop loving me, I cannot stop loving you because I am love. When you disobey me, know that I am merciful. I'm here ready and waiting to restore you right back in that place you was before your sin. I'm waiting on you. I can't run you down, but I'm right here. If you acknowledge that you missed it and you just confess, I am faithful. I am just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and to restore you back in that place. My son's blood that was shed on Calvary's cross is for eternity. It's for your past sins. It's for your present and your future. Strike three is out in baseball. You don't strike out in God. You keep getting back up until you make a decision that you're going to live in him, move in him, And have your existence in him. Now tell me. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Tell me. That we don't have a great and awesome and powerful God. Ladies and gentlemen. Let us begin. To change the image. That we have of ourselves. What image do you have? Now always understand this right here. Everything that you do. You don't do it. Just to do it, everything have a process. You think about it and you begin to imagine it. If you have uh have experienced some kind of worry and exam, as in, excuse me, anxiety about anything, <clears throat> excuse me, most I guarantee you stop and look. I guarantee you have thought about something, then you begin to imagine the thing. So if somebody came and told you Listen, uh, do your child catch number six, uh, 65 school bus? Yeah. Well, I saw that school bus. Uh, I was watching the news, and they say that school bus got in an accident. Immediately, what do you think going to happen? If you're not solidified in the word of God, if you don't believe that word, fear going to grip you. And all of these things, Thoughts is going to begin to rush into your mind. You're going to start seeing images of the bus being turned over, seeing images of kids being uh, dead on the bus, that died on the bus. You'll start seeing all of this stuff. That's how popular imagination is. If you're rooted and you're grounded in the Word, what you're going to begin to do is speak the Word of the Living God. You don't know what the outcome is, but if you have the image of God, you want to know your child is okay. See, this has to be a, a lifestyle for you and I. It's not, see, I can't develop this image when something happened. I got this image has to be developed every day. Living in total confidence of the word of the living God. The word of God said, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against me in judgment I shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. See, if that scripture becomes a reality, then an image is developed on inside of you. See, that's how David lived. That's really how David lived. So if that scripture is a reality to you, You've already, before anything transpire in the year, you've already developed an image of protection around you, an image of protection around your children, an image of protection around your vehicle. You've already seen it. This has already been developed. You've already seen in your mind's eye angels of the living God encamping around about you. You've already seen it. So when something do uh, uh, happen, you're not alarmed. You're not alarmed. You start praying for everybody else's child because you know yours is okay. Because you know no weapon formed against you can prosper, no weapon formed against your children can prosper, no weapon formed against your home can prosper, no weapon formed against your vehicle can prosper, no weapon formed against your investments can prosper. You you don't you, you don't get upset. You don't stop worrying, you don't get frustrated and this buzzword, this word that has been created into the earth realm and is gaining momentum is stress. You don't get stressed out. Everybody that's around you gets stressed out. You don't get stressed out. Why? Because you're careful for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, you let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. I like the way Amplified used in verse 7, and the peace of God uh, that garrisons your heart and your mind. The The word garrison there is like a wall of protection. And the peace of God garrisons your heart and garrisons your mind through Christ Jesus. Jesus knew he could not die before his time. John 10 says, this commandment the Father has given to me, he has given me the authority to lay my life down and to take it up. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 17, as Christ is, so are we in this world. So you make that statement. I will not leave the earth realm. My children will not leave here until it's their time, until they fulfill the divine will and purpose of God. I will not leave here until I fulfill the divine and perfect will of God. I cannot die. See, you're afraid to make that statement. You're afraid to make that statement because the word of the Lord is, is, is not a reality to you. It's not a reality to you. When the word of the Lord becomes a reality to you, you can talk like that. As I was uh, been sharing with you guys, I began, the Lord dropped, um, and, and this and this really becomes a reality. Remember that the, the 12 spies that went into the land of Canaan, these were 12 leaders, and and ten came back with an evil report, and two came back with a, a good report, if we even look at what the Lord has been articulating to us about the image of God, the only way that Caleb and Joshua came back with a good report, they saw the same giants that everybody else saw. They saw everything everybody, all the other leaders saw. But why would Joshua and Caleb say, listen, we are more than able to take them? Because Joshua and Caleb had the image of God built on the inside of them, and they were speaking from them, them, the perspective of the image of God on the inside of them. What came out of the other ten leaders' mouth was a revelation that God was not a reality to them, and they did not have an image of God on the inside of them. They saw all the miracles. That they experience every single day they did not have the image of God on inside the of them. when you got the image of God, you talk like God. When you have the image of God on the inside of you, you see the way God sees circumstance and situation. The ten spies made the statement they said that we was like we was like grasshoppers in their eyes. And so were we in their eyes I hope I'm quoting it right Other words They saw themselves as grasshoppers And because they saw themselves as grasshoppers The enemy saw them as grasshoppers I did a message on that years ago Called the law of projection The law of projection You always project the people The image that you have of yourself and whatever image you have of yourself, that's how you're going to carry yourself. That's how you're going to talk. That's how you're going to walk. Now, you can fake it for a while. Then you come to the place you can't fake it because the, the real what you really believe is going to show up. If God is real to you, you're going to project that. If God is real to you, you're going to talk that. Are you hearing me? This is how this thing works, ladies and gentlemen. Notice this scripture here I want to read this scripture to you Because your image is vital It's vital Genesis chapter 11 verse 6 I'm reading out of the Amplified Version And the Lord said, behold they are one people They are one people And they have all one language One people, one language One people, one language What makes them one people is the one language And this is only the beginning of what they will do And this is only the beginning of what they would do and now, nothing they have imagined, and now nothing they have imagined, and now nothing they have imagined can uh imagine they can do will be impossible for them. but the problem is we imagine the wrong thing we 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 imagine something that's going to happen, and it's impossible for it not to happen. We imagine I'm going to get thrown out of my house. It's impossible for you not to get thrown out of your house. Are you, are you getting this? We imagine I'm going to go to the doctor to get this checkup because uh, I see a lump on my breast. I remember my mother got a lump on her breast and it was and she was diagnosed with cancer. So all of a sudden you start imagining what the doctor is going to say. You start imagining that what your mother had, you you have it right now, and it is impossible. It will be impossible for you not to have it, because whatever you have imagined, it is impossible for uh, it, um, me, it is impossible for it not to happen. Image, image. Are you getting this? When this become a reality to you and I, ladies and gentlemen, not just a message, but I begin to live in this. So I need to start developing my image. And and, and this is really more uh, easily said than done. It's really not that difficult. But this can never happen without a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can unveil you, your true identity. Because the Bible let us know in the book of Colossians that your life is hidden with God. Your life is hidden. Your life is hidden. Your life is hidden. So I need a revelation of who I am. Well, I really don't need a revelation of who I am. I need a revelation of who he is. Then automatically, I have the revelation of who I am. I like this verse, this scripture here. Is it? Says, and this is only the beginning of that what they would do. Can you imagine if a husband and a wife is on the same page, and the husband and wife is imagining the same thing? This is powerful because the people imagined the same thing. And how you know they imagined the same thing? Because they had one language. They was talking the same language imagining the same thing and talking the same language. And God made a statement in here in the word of the Lord, and this is only the beginning of what they would do. And he goes on to say, and now nothing, nothing, nothing they have imagined, they can do will be impossible for them. What do that mean? And what i it saying to you, what God said in the book of Mark chapter 9? With God, all things are possible. They were made in the image and the likeness of God. That means there was, there was no impossibilities. And these people wasn't, been, uh, wasn't baptized in the Holy Ghost. They didn't have a Bible like you and I have a Bible. It's, and nothing will be restrained from them. And nothing will be restrained from them. Are you, are you getting this? I think my time. Oh, i got five minutes. And nothing will be restrained from them, and nothing will be restrained from you. Start imagining the right things. Start imagining yourself as a woman and a man of love. Begin to imagine yourself as a bold and courageous man of God. Begin to imagine yourself. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of these um uh, uh confessions that are seeds that we've been sowing into our own lives. Uh, begin to imagine yourself as a joy-giving spirit. The Bible says in first Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17, but he who is joint to the Lord is one spirit with him. Begin to imagine and nothing is going to be able to stop you. Nothing and nobody is going to be able to hold you back. Begin to imagine yourself a life giving spirit a love-giving spirit, a joy-giving spirit, a dominion and subduing-giving spirit. Begin to imagine yourself as a, a righteous-giving spirit, a bold and courageous-giving spirit, a health-giving spirit, a wisdom and prudence-giving spirit, a faith-giving spirit, a peace-giving spirit. All of these attributes are characteristics of, and uh, that I'm naming at this present. time, This who God, who God is, and you and I was made in the image and the likeness of this God, and. So so, therefore, as he is, so am I. As he is, so am I. Start imagining it. Ask the Holy Spirit to begin to build the image of God on the inside of you. Ask him. Begin to build the image of God on the inside of you. Matter of fact, let me pray with you before we depart uh, tonight. Let me pray with you. Father, we just lift up the master key, radio audience. As we lift them up before you, Lord God, we deliver them into your hands, and no one is able to snatch them out of your hands. I pray that the Spirit of the Living God who lives, dwells, and abides within us. He would take these words that have been articulated tonight. And the Spirit of the Living God will begin to work them in our hearts and work them in our minds. Let the image of God be developed on the inside of us. Even as Paul prayed in the word of God, I pray, cease not to pray for you until Christ is formed in you. Let Christ be formed in us by the Spirit of God. Let the image of Christ be formed in us by the Spirit of God. And I pray, Lord God, everyone under the sound of my voice, that the scales that's been on the eyes will be consumed with the fire of God. I pray, Lord God, that the Spirit of God would grace us to behold him. That we may experience transformation. We experience change from one degree and level of change to another. Or transfiguration. Grace us to experience it. Lord, I pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus uh, that your sons and daughters' image will be lifted, be exalted, be resurrected. Even this night, in the name of the Lord Jesus, grace your sons and daughters begin to walk in the strength of the image and the likeness of their father. Grace us, Father, to walk as heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Grace us to live from a seated place with Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. Let this become a reality. Grace us to live in an image of divine health. Grace us to live in an image of divine wealth as a king and as a Lord in the earth realm. Lord God, let this image become a reality to all of us, I pray even now, in the name of Lord Jesus and Lord God Almighty. I pray that you will seal this prayer with the atoning blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, man of God, woman of God, it's my time to depart from you, to disembark, Looking forward to being with you on tomorrow. We pray that you got something out of the word of the Lord today. Meditate on the word of the Lord. Go and leave this broadcast today meditating on what the Lord God has said and let the Holy Spirit do it on the inside of you. You already are. You just need to come into the reality of who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie with The Master King. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. And may you have a sweet sleep tonight, and your dreams and visions be induced by the Holy Spirit of the Most High God.